0: Everybody. welcome to Revival Town Podcast. I'm Chuck Tate. That's Andy King.
1: How are you doing, Chuck Tate?
0: I'm doing great, Mister King, my Good. mate.
1: Hey, I tell you what, I love the fall. Yeah, it I, is here. It, in-
0: it's here. It's chilly, oh. and pumpkin spice is flowing through every place, every part of your body. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh no, yeah i know yeah, we both love the fall oh well, you know, man the, the leaves start falling they start turning they start falling and it's kind of crisp and cool outside it's good bonfire weather yeah you know
1: oh yeah i tell you another thing that happens in the fall um is you know this time of year for a lot of not-for-profits they're ramping up for their end of year uh you know because people are looking to give and things like that right and so a lot of non-profits in America uh, do a lot of events and uh, I've me and you we've we've been to quite a few in the area we, we last night we were at one that was a real real great night um, with uh, pure rescue ministries but this next week uh, the Dream Center uh, which is the organization that I run is having our annual gathering um, called love Peoria yeah and you're gonna be there, right? I'm gonna be
0: there on the front row with flags. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, I'll leave the flags up. No. Yeah, yeah my, not only will I be there, but um, our team from Rock Church will be there. It's always a highlight of the year for us. Love yeah. it. Love not just you, but love Dream Center, believe in Dream Center. And we're just, we're pumped about this end of year event because it features the guest we have today on Revival Town.
1: Yeah, and the guest we have today um he's he's pretty hard to get onto things like this um yeah, right uh but on social media he is everywhere he really is um, a guy called carlos Whitaker, and he's gonna be with us at the love peoria event as uh chuck just said uh, this thursday october 20th so if you're in the peoria area we've still got tickets go dreamcenterpeoria.org and you'll see the big love peoria logo right on the homepage. And uh, we would love to see you out there. We've got some fun stuff planned. Don't want to give anything away, but uh, there's going to be some uh, few surprises and things like that. So Can't it's, going wait. Be, it's going to be good. But today uh, we got to actually interview Carlos a few months back because his schedule has been absolutely crazy. And in fact, he um, mentions it on the podcast uh, about a new book that is going to be coming out either late this year or early next and at love peoria uh this thursday he's going to be talking uh through some of that book some of the yeah. stuff is going to be uh, coming out so that's going to be really cool like it not only really you going to hear him today you'll get to hear what his book is going to be all about uh so i'm pretty excited what about you chuck you know what i'm pumped i've followed carlos for many many years
0: and um, I've been through, I've read all of his books, yep. you know, he'll mention all of them, and um, I've read all of them, and we've used them as small group curriculum at, at Rock Church, and I'm a, I'm a fan of his on social media, he's produced some great music in, in the past, he's an incredible storyteller, but I love the fact that on social media, he is making a huge impact in the lives of just strangers. Yeah. yeah. Talk about love in Peoria. Carlos loves Peoria. He loves people. Yeah. And we love that he's on Revival Town today.
1: Yeah. So, you know, why don't you uh, just sit back and relax and enjoy this conversation with Carlos Whitaker? This podcast is part of the Edify Podcast Network.
2: Edify is a faith-inspiring app that brings together thousands of the best Christian podcasts in one place for your listening enjoyment. Cut through the noise and grow your faith by diving into the world's top Christian podcasts today. Download the Edify app for free from the App Store or Google Play or by going to edify.app. That's E-D-I-F-I
0: All right, everyone, it's time for another conversation on Revival Town Podcast. Our guest today, Carlos Whitaker, is a People's Choice Award winner, a former recording artist signed to a major label, a social media maven, and currently spends the majority of his time writing books and speaking on stages around the world. Carlos has made appearances on shows like CBS Early Morning and The Today Show. His podcast, Human Hope with Carlos Whitaker, is exploding, and the Hope Dealer himself is in the house. Carlos, welcome to Revival
2: Town. Hey, hey, hey. Thanks so much. I've yeah. loved I'm just excited to be here. Sayin, we're honored to have you.
1: Carlos, thank you yeah. for joining us. We were just talking um a lot of different connections, both with Chuck and myself. We've, we've never really officially, officially met, but uh, yeah. my time in Nashville at Crosspoint, and we've had Pete Hickson on. He's actually been on the show twice. We can't get rid oh, of wow. him, to be honest. You know, he's one of <laughs> Lucky them. Lucky guy. Yeah, yeah. And Ketrick that you obviously know, and a few others that have been on, on the podcast. Uh, but what we are really excited about is, in just a week or so, you are going to be in Peoria, uh, with the Dream Center for our annual 20-year anniversary, which is a big deal. Wow, that's and a big deal. Yeah, so we are glad that you're coming to Peoria. And so we wanted people to get to know you before you got here. And so yep. uh, that's that's what we're going to be doing today is just getting to know you and... Uh, I've got a funny story to, to launch this. So I walk into uh, one of our staff members who is our development person at the Dream Center. And I yep. said to her, I said, hey, I would love to bring in Carlos Whitaker." And she's like, I, I know him, but I'm trying to think where I know him from. And then right. all of a sudden she goes, "Whit Farm. Which is ah, that's it your wife's Instagram name uh, and the farm that you guys have within Nashville. She follows yes. her, and she was that's, like, "Oh, we got to get her just because he, he's got a, a really cool wife."
2: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Listen, listen. That, she has realized the secret to my success. It's, it's nothing about what my brain does. It is everything about what my wife farms. Yeah. That is how I have my my following.
1: Yeah, it's amazing. So so everyone was bought in i was bought in on you but they were all bought in on on your wife's farm which is amazing as well so um but no we are we're so excited for you to be coming to peoria but like we said we just want to get to know who carlos is can you just um give us a little bit of a background as to to you and then we'll dig into some of the books and things like that
2: yeah you know i um well i mean we'll start currently currently um it's always a uh great question when I'm asked what I do or who I am because it shifts every six months I feel like (laughs) and like the current version of what I am is um, you know I spend the majority of my time on Instagram I spend the majority of my time kind of um, sharing my life and maybe helping people um, find freedom in some way shape or form through the stories that I tell Um, and so you know I'm telling stories through via Instagram via stages um, speaking or in books Um, and yeah, it's really been, it's been fun over the last two years. I've watched things kind of accelerate and grow and, um, maybe more and more people showing up around my parts and wanting to take part in, um, what, what it is that I do and helping people find freedom. Um, and so, yeah, so, you know, I, I'm doing that now these days. Um, some people would call that a, an influencer i hate that word but but i only i do like that word when i'm able to influence i call them the insta familia which is my instagram following uh when i'm able to influence them to um pull out their phones and deposit venmo five dollar transactions into strangers accounts and you know i've i've done that over the last year we've Given or uh, the Insta familia has put together and brought together over 1.3 million dollars. Wow. Uh, in donation, amazing. um Just just for strangers, literally just for strangers that I meet, and it's just been the the wildest ride and the most fun thing that I've I think I've done so far. And so yeah, you know I'm doing that. But but before I was doing that, I was um uh I was a musician and a worship leader, um and I was kind of touring. Uh, with Integrity Music. They, they were my label. And so I, I put out two records and, you know, did did all the things, you know, back when Catalyst Conference was a big thing. I was yeah. one of the worship leaders there. I led worship at Elevation and North Point. I was on staff at North Point um, mm-hmm. with Andy Stanley for a few years, um, overseeing Sundays at their Buckhead campus. Um, and, and so, you know, before the yeah, I guess before being kind of like a signed recording artist, I was... Um, just a church staff guy like i i worked on staff at north point community church for a few years at a church called sandals church in riverside california for about a decade a little under uh, under 10 years and yeah you know uh, i've got um uh, a wife we've been married 22 years um and uh, three kids 20 year old 18 year old 16 year old and then we've got two puppies and a cat and five <laughs> chickens and two ducks
1: so yeah know, seriously if is, you follow <laughs> if you follow carlos um, yeah. and I, I encourage you to because it is just great I mean I've been following for, for years but the story is you never know where it's going to go it could be yeah. they're yeah. on vacation in <laughs> Italy something's going to happen yeah. then the next day uh, they're trying to find out who's killed the duck or you yes. know the chicken yes. or something you know it's crazy um, but you hit on something we were, we were going to hit on this anyway can you tell us a little bit about the piano player at the Atlanta airport
2: yeah sure so um i was walking through the atlanta airport this was this is kind of like for me I, so i guess this was the summer of 21 and um I, you know speaking had just kind you know live events had just kind of started coming back um but like i was in a hole like 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 my business and you know for what i did like i i was in desperate need of speaking and and i just I remember i spoke in texas and i was on my way to memphis for another speaking event but that event canceled because covid broke out Mm. and i was like oh my gosh like i really needed that paycheck and so i I was walking through the atlanta airport i had to change my flight from memphis to back home to nashville kind of sulking in my sorrows and um and i went to get some chick-fil-a which always lifts my spirit so i'm in terminal a (laughs) um eating, eating the christian chicken and uh, and, and I sit down and, and I remember like looking over and there was a guy playing the piano, you know, there's, you know, there's live musicians in every airport you, you can go around, but there was something different about this guy. He just had, had a joy to him. You know, he had this, this infectious joy. He was just having a great time. Um, and then like, I looked at everyone around him and we were all on our phones. Like nobody was paying attention to the guy. Mm. And then I looked in this tip jar and he may have had 15 bucks in there so i just thought you know and at the time you know this was right around the time that my socials kind of started growing pretty quickly um and i'd done this once or twice previously um i said hey guys there's a dude playing piano i've 30 minutes before my flight leaves how much how big of a tip you think we can give this guy before i leave to get on my flight so this is to and your so- social followers to my social followers wow, This right? like okay. is on Instagram yeah. So so I start, you know, storying the guy I start putting in 15 second clips Like, you know, hey And then so, like, he sees me kind of jiving with him And about five minutes later He comes over to me and he's like um, Hey man, like, you know, what's your name? Because, you know, he's like No one else is paying attention to me <laughs> So, so I, I start talking to him And find out his name's Tony He's 66 He has um, um, kidney disease And so he's on um a dialysis every night like 9 hours a night every single night but then he wakes up in the morning comes to the airport plays the piano um and it's just been it, it was it was awesome like it was just a great conversation so i asked him what the biggest tip he'd ever gotten was um when he was talking <laughs> to me 5 minutes in to the experiment and and at this point when i started talking to him I had about $350 in my in my Venmo that people had deposited to tip him and I was like this is going to be pretty cool. He's like, "Well, the biggest tip I've ever gotten is 600 bucks and the guy gave it to me and said if you if you please don't play piano man all night, then then I'll give you this 600 bucks." So <laughs> so he, he literally got tipped to not play piano man. Wow. So then he goes he goes back to his piano and I'm like, "Okay, 600 bucks. Hopefully we can do 600 bucks. I was just hoping that we could give him 601." dollars Well, guys, 30 minutes later, um, I called him back over and this is all, this is all on my Instagram. If you want to see it, it's, um, in my videos. And, um, I said, Hey man, so I got, I got something to tell you. Um, he's like, yeah, you know, he's like, man, can I get your number? You know, even before we like became friends. Yeah. I said, well, I need your number because I'm going to need to, I'm going to need to find out how I can, um, deposit. Um, $10,000 into oh your my Venmo. Goodness, account. Come on. And he was like, "What?" I, he said he said, "What are you talking about?" And I was like, you're like, just, "You have to play Instagram piano dollars, man all day." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, "Just deposit 10,000. They just deposited $10,000 into my Venmo account for you." He goes, "Who are they?" is what he said. And I was like <laughs> cuz he didn't know what I was talking about. I was like, "You know, I was like the people on my phone." He thought I was crazy. Um and uh and he's like, "What?" And then so by by that night um uh it had gotten it had grown to over seventy thousand dollars that um unbelievable we that we tipped him and again you know it just was it was amazing it was awesome it's uh you know it's it's that joy the lord stuff that's that's our strength right that's the stuff that strengthens us so
1: and you got to see him just a few weeks ago i I saw on your yeah surprised him yeah i uh,
2: we've, we've kept in touch we've kept in touch and uh and i spoke at uh probably the biggest event i've spoken at the last couple of years because arenas have been shut down uh, but it was this big event in an arena and i I'm, I'm doing a new talk based on my next book that's coming out in january uh, and tony is a is one of the chapters and so i asked the event organizer i was like when i tell the story because i always tell the story of tony um and when i played the good morning america video because we were on good morning america we were on all the things um people love love it when i play that video and they cheer but what if at the end of the video Tony walks out oh, and starts man. playing the song oh. and they're like yeah and so that's what happened at the end of that event uh, I invited Tony it was the biggest crowd he's ever played in front of wow. you know oh, the most man. engaged crowd he's ever played yeah. in front of it was just awesome That's
1: brilliant yeah. man That's brilliant
0: Thank you for what you do I mean, you inspire so many people you really do I mean I've oh, I've, thanks, I've followed you from back in the day in the blogging days and and um man it's just so cool how many lives you affect by just Simply being kind and offering hope and and um, and people always respond to that.
2: Yeah, they do. That's what people want. That's what people need.
0: Man, so was is is it difficult to, to like you, you shared over a million dollars have come in for different things like this? Like is it hard? Is that kind of hard to, to to manage and track?
2: Um no, I mean right right now it's literally been all been all been on Venmo and PayPal. So I mean literally like I just I start my day if I ever do it, uh, giving blitz with my Venmo at zero. And it's pretty easy. Like whatever ends up yeah. at the end of the day in there, I just go whoop, and I oh, pop amazing. it over to to whoever it is. So Like that kind of stuff's pretty easy. I, I had, had I did have to. Um, um, I, I basically have like the the gold line to Venmo now, to where they've raised <laughs> my my limits. They've raised my transfer rates. They've they've allowed me to you know because normally you can only um, transfer three thousand dollars a week um, to a checking account or another individual and sure. so they raise that to like fifty thousand dollars a week so i wow. can basically just dump money over whenever i want and uh <laughs> and i am starting a, a, a i'm starting a non um so that we can do the these things a little bit bigger yeah. and people can um hopefully be able to donate with, you know with, with some some tax benefits and larger donations and then you know who knows man who knows if i'll if we'll be buying people houses by the end of the year oh, so.
1: man. And, and i know just being on the receiving end of, of some foundations and grants with the Dream Center, especially what we yeah. do with uh, the homeless and the homeless kids that that we see, um, it is incredible to receive those gifts that you were not ready for at all. Um, there's oh. some that you know you go for and things like that, but those gifts that are just out of the blue, boom. Um, it it can rock your world and it can change yeah. what you're doing. Literally change what you're doing.
2: Over it, um, it can. You know, we we I saw it done like like um, the first time I really did it. Uh, for an organization Because I've done it for individuals But I did do it for one organization called Brooklyn to Alaska And and where, where they take Black and brown kids from Brooklyn to Alaska And teach them how to be wilderness guides And I went on the trip with them And they needed um, a bunkhouse Because all these kids were for the whole summer Camping in tents um, outside Like I'm talking about It's like snowing, blizzarding oh, And these these kids are in their sleep bags in tents And the guy was like, we just need a house And I said, how much is a house going to cost? And they said 180 thousand dollars, and I said 180 thousand dollars. I said, "Well, I I think I can maybe raise eighty of that." And so I I, I did my thing all with Instagram, the Insta Familia, wow. and 24 hours later, 240 thousand dollars <laughs> later. Oh,
1: that's amazing, made,
2: like a quarter million dollars. And literally, this is a nonprofit that runs with an annual budget of like thirty five thousand. dollars wow. like, like they've got like a they they've got like a one part time you know secretary assistant and then they've got like a couple of part-time this and that and it it did It, it changed completely changed the trajectory of the organization and you know i just keep reminding people this is what happens when we come together in spite of our differences and say, we're going to rescue something and it's just beautiful. That's
0: wow. Well, Alaska is the only state out of the 50 States that I have not been to, but after your Insta story, I felt like I went.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, I definitely took you guys, man. It was, it was amazing. That's good. Well, let's, let's dig into a little bit about, um, some of the books that you've got because, uh, that you've written because they really have changed, um, people's lives in many different ways right um first one that you you wrote was moment maker tell us a little bit about that and 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 the heart behind that
2: yeah it was my first book uh it was you know it's my baby you know it's it's the one that I, i did first and i mean that was as close to blogging as as a book could be like that's what i was doing in those days just blogging every day and so like the book feels like about forty blogs, but I, I I did have an editor that kind of put it put it together uh, in, in in a way. But it you know I I, I basically um, the premise of the book is you can live your life or your life will live you, and it's how to create, receive, and rescue moments on a daily basis. And I take the life of Jesus and we look at how he did that, um, and yeah, that, that's really it. And so you know, helping people live intentionally, create, receive, rescue moments. Um, you know, I mean, it's funny. You know, I say that was. You know, my first book and, you know, I'm kind of, you know, half proud, half ashamed of that work. Right. Any first thing that you ever do, you know, but but then I, I look at what I'm doing now and it's it's the same. Right. It's still right. it's moment yeah. making. It's creating, receiving, rescuing moments. It's it's doing that um, in new ways. And so, yeah, you know, the message still stands and um, I'm proud of it.
0: Love it. Brilliant. Well, um, I mentioned uh, before we started recording that um not only did I read it, but our, our church implemented it into our, our small group. So we had several small yeah. groups within our church community that went through chapter by chapter and were impacted by it. In fact we turned it into a, oh, a sermon series and um yeah. So I know obviously that even though it was your first book it, it made a big it made a big splash. And like you said, you're Thanks, still man. you're still living it. So that's right. That's yeah. right. Right, way, way, cool. And then your your next book, "Kill the Spider." Um, we did a, a, I think a four or five week sermon series with the same title, inspired by yeah. it. We ordered a bunch of your books and we sold them in our lobby, and and, and um, so many people were impacted. I still get people that that talk about that. Oh yeah. So yeah, can you yeah. can you unpack what that means?
2: Yeah, you know, I mean that that book definitely, probably, and I've written two other books since then. Um, one for students and one for adults, but that's probably still the book that is, I think probably the most impactful um, to people just because it's such a simple way to look at um, at behaviors that we're trying to get past, you know? And so I think the subtitle of that book is how to get rid of what's holding you back. Mm. And uh, it's a very simple analogy, but, um, you know, when I was having... You know, going through a pretty dark season in my life, and I was making decisions that were wounding people around me and hurting people that I loved. You know, I was doing all the things I needed knew to do, right? I was reading all the books, listening to all the podcasts, going to therapy, um, doing everything, right? And my—I'll never forget the day my therapist looked at me and said, "You're—you know—you're just going to do it all over again if—if if you don't find the root." Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "You—you—if you don't find out why it is you're doing this, then you—you you just stopping the behavior." is only going to be a temporary fix so after he said that i called my dad and i just i I said dad this is what my therapist said and he said oh let me tell you i I got a story that i think will, will help and he said that when he was in panama preaching his very first revival um he gave the invitation at the end of the night and this woman came to the front of the church she he said she was crying and she asked him to pray that god would clean the cobwebs out of her life so he said okay that's a Very poetic way to pray. So he prayed, Lord, clean the cobwebs from her life. He said the next night of the revival, she came forward again. She was still crying. She asked him to pray harder, uh, that God would clean the cobwebs. And said he he prayed a little harder, put a little salt and pepper on his prayer. Um, He said then the last night of the revival, same woman comes to the front again she's she's praying and crying again please can you pray harder that god would clean the cobwebs and my dad said no i'm gonna pray actually not that he cleans the cobwebs we're gonna pray tonight that he kills the spider and when and he told me that he just said carlos like i've watched you clean the clean the cobwebs of sin your entire life you can't keep doing that you've got to find the root and kill the spider so in the book um i i take people on my journey like a seven day journey um of uh i went to this uh, you know on-site which is a uh like a clinical you know therapy you know but it was an experiential therapy place and um i take people on my seven day arc story arc there but i help people um first define what their spider is which uh, spider i define as an agreement with the lie um mm. and then stop cleaning the cobwebs and what are our cobwebs those are, those are medicating behaviors that bring comfort to the lie so really quickly um cobwebs alcohol pornography affairs gossip overspending all, all the things that we do to to medicate what what we really need to deal with yeah. those are medicating behaviors the lie or you know is going to be different for everybody but that's you know i'm unloved i'm not worthy um a lot of things that um uh most of them have take root in our childhood. So that book has been, you know, super successful. A lot of people I've seen find freedom through it. And um I'm I'm really proud of it.
0: Man, yeah, man. I think what separates it from from the books is it's the your journey at on site. Yeah. So you can't wait to get to the next chapter to find out what happens. Now you take everyone you're such a gifted yeah. storyteller. And Uh-oh. um yeah just just I loved it. And you couldn't you didn't have your phone Right. Nope. And no, nobody knew your vocation. You didn't know anybody else's nope. vocation. So all that nope. stripped away and you just take, go on a journey.
1: Yeah. Freedom. It was amazing. So it was amazing, man. So then we move then into enter wild, the book enter Not wild. Tell us a bit about yeah. that. Cause obviously that felt a little different than kill the spider.
2: Yeah, sure. So, you know, I, I think kill the spider helped people find their spider um, and I think maybe half the people may have killed their spider, you know, in it. But it, it just is, you know, it's, it's really hard to kill your spider without the true blood of the cross and the power of the resurrection yeah. and the supernatural um, aspects of who Holy Spirit is. And and that that was the the next part that was left out of kills. It wasn't left out of kill the spider. It just I hadn't necessarily... Um, interacted with that that season and that that healing. Sure. Um and so Enter Wild, um, you know, I would say Kill the Spider was helping me heal decisions, like poor decisions that I was making in my life. Whereas Enter Wild was literally helping me heal my soul and anxiety and depression and these things that were crippling my mind. Um, and so yeah, so you know, Enter Wild um, I think it let's see exchange a mild and mundane faith for life with an uncontainable God is what mm, it says and cool. you know I recently or I had to say recently um maybe the last six or seven years I've just stepped into what it looks like to have conversational intimacy with Holy Spirit what does it look like to ask God specific questions and have him answer you specifically and to to watch him like blow my mind like truly yeah. every single day it's it's been crazy so like i've 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 gone from like you know pretty. Conservative in my in my theology to like pretty freaking you know charismatic over here like sure. it, it's, it, Carlos, <laughs> Carlos is like is going crazy over here so th- this book really takes people on a journey of entering rest which is uh, lowering the volume of life so that the volume of God goes up so hearing the voice of God that's why you enter rest and then once you hear the voice of God um, now he's going to provide you with the weapons of warfare to step into what it is he tells you to do right so you're going to hear his voice he's going to tell you you got to go do this. Well, in order to go do this, you enter war. Um, and so that's where again I go into a couple of principles, pray the promise, not the problem. Um, how how we need to change our prayer life is supposed is to making agreements with the enemy as we pray, make agreements with scripture, right? Yeah. Um our, our help is in the natural and our hope is in the supernatural. So like letting people realize that, you know, yeah, there's a lot of great things that, that are very helpful for us, like medication, doctors, diets. All of these things are really helpful, but we shouldn't be placing our hope in those things. Our hope has to be in the supernatural power of God. And then you enter wild and that's those miracle signs and wonders. That's um, stepping into like, OK, now that you've truly found freedom, um, let me show you what life can actually look like. And man, it has just been the, the greatest, you know the most recent journey for me you know spiritually speaking and so you know i'm pretty fired up to to teach on it and yeah. and talk about it and um it's been a it's been a, a cool thing
1: and and within your journey the last uh 5 years uh, so you've really uh, been connected to your local church, The Belonging. I, I know uh, I, I have a personal friend who's been on the podcast, Martin Smith, who uh, used yeah. to be with Delirious. And uh, he's he's been worshipping with you guys a little bit. And I remember even you taking a moment to just talk about an experience at Uh, with Martin because he's been doing it for a long time and you, you go into that, how uh, God just invaded your life, but you're putting yourself into that environment, into the type of church you're at. Do you really feel that has helped in that journey? Tremendously. I mean, absolutely. Without, without, the
2: belonging my local church you know it's not the belonging per se this can happen at any church where holy spirit is invited in on a weekly basis and the palpable presence of who he is 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 moving so um i I, it was just the first time i'd been in a church like that like it like when i say been in like like attended and i'd spoken in churches like that but i'd never like been a part of and yeah i mean it's just different man it hits different and um and and the teachings there and um you know i I run camera five. That's what, that's what I do at my church. I'm, I don't speak there. I don't lead worship there. I run camera five, and I love <laughs> it. I run on Sundays, and and I'm like the roaming camera in the crowd, so I get the cool crowd shots, and then the front front of the worship leader shots. And I I, I can't imagine a better place to be. Every every week for six years, I walk out of there looking at Heather, going like, I can't believe we found this place. Like yeah. like I, I, it's just been so cool. So yes, the local church. Um, I believe is the hope of the world you know and i i run in a lot of circles where there's a lot of a lot of my friends have left the local church um a lot of my friends have had really bad experiences in the local church a lot of my friends are deconstructing their faith because of things that have happened in the local church and and i'm i'm you know i walk alongside them um and i let them let them be um you know who they are i i encourage them i love on them and i don't i don't pressure them back to church but they know they know that I go every week and that I love it, and so that like for some of those people, I'm the last person they know that still the, in their friend circle that still like loves the local church, and so they tell me all the time, like, dude, you're you're my last, you're the you're my last hope that the mm, yeah. the local church is you know, and I'm like, I'm like, it, I'm telling you guys, like, you'll be back, yeah. you know, that that's my wow. prayer because you know it, it's radically changed my life.
0: Wow, man, I I love that, and I I love. Obviously, being a part of the Insta Familia and, uh, and watching you from a distance and then watching you on, on my phone and, uh, you know, see the impact that, that you have on lives, because there are people that won't listen to me as a pastor, but they'll listen to you. Sure. And, yeah. and I just I, I love that you're unashamed of, of Jesus. And um, yeah. and that's why I just love Enter Wild. I mean, I was all about Kill the Spider. I mean, I was all about Moment sure. Maker. But but yeah. Enter Wild, and you include the Holy Spirit. Talk about that. And and what's yeah. also cool is you know through, through your books, as God has also um, extended your reach in the process yeah. as well. So is, is your next book taking over the world? Because I no.
2: Yeah, yeah you know <laughs> um, the the next book. Is, when when is this podcast coming out? What, what what's okay. the week that we're at? Uh, October. October 17th. We're in October. We're in October right now. Yeah. uh, When we're having the conversation for the listeners. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And so so by now, everybody knows um, my next book that comes out in January is called How to Human. And um, wow. And and I I I I'm basically taking everything I've been talking about the last two years Um, And wrapping it up into a book. And so what what I've done is um, the book is divided into three sections. Um, You know, again, now I'm I am I say at the very beginning, I am not the uh, the example of how to human. Okay, so like my my picture may be on the book, but like it it is not me. Okay. Um, And and most people would say that we feel like, you know, humanity is more divided than we've ever been. Um, and we we f- they feel like it, it's just there's no hope. There, there's no hope that we're ever going to come back together. And I just disagree. And I, I see it every day on my on my Instagram and on my socials. So in the book, you know, I say at the beginning, hey, like because I have a lot of people that aren't Christians that follow me. I say, you don't have to. But be- you don't have to believe like I do that Jesus is the son of God, that he is. God, the word made flesh. You you actually don't have to believe that at all in order to look at his life and say, well, you know what? He may be the greatest human to ever walk the face of the sure. earth. Yeah. And so there's been a lot of books written on Jesus's divinity. Um, and I I took this book and I wrote on Jesus's humanity. Yeah. And and I think that's going to invite more people in because everyone loves Jesus. People love yeah. Jesus. They they may not they may not love the church, but they love Jesus. So I'm like, yeah. okay, come in. So it's divided in three sections: be human see humans, and free humans. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's kind of my steps in helping people find what they were created to be as humans again.
1: Oh, my man. man. I can't gonna, wait. That's going to be a yeah. good book. Yeah. A yeah, I feel, it up. I feel a new sermon series coming on.
2: Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Chuck, that's what I'm talking about.
1: I don't think Chuck does any of his own messages. He just reads books. <laughs> just,
2: yeah. Let's go. Hey, hey that's, that's
1: the way pastors do. I can't
2: fathom. I, I tell pastors this all the time preachers that literally have to write a sermon every week like i like my i have the greatest job on the planet like i've got like five of the greatest messages i've ever created (laughs) that i can just rotate the rest of my life right if i go to like a dental conference in peoria illinois and i preach my my kill the spider talk because i've got corporate versions of all my talks guess what like in five years when they invite me back i still have four more books that i can talk about right but Chuck, poor Chuck, poor Chuck has to has to come up with new stories every single week. I can never do what he does. Uh, hey, uh,
1: but if you knew Chuck, he's got a lot of stories. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure.
0: Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Good. I'm kind of the example of what not to do. Uh, <laughs> yeah. When I went, uh, the church that I, I planted, it was 24 years ago. I'm still, still a pastor yeah. in the same church, and um, I was in my 20s, didn't know what I was doing. And what's funny is I had worked for an evangelist. Um, A guy named Eastman Curtis And uh, way back in the day And um, so when I traveled with him He had about eight eight messages That he would rotate And I had them all memorized So when our church started Man, I preached those And I was like, "Uh (laughs) uh-oh Let's go (laughs) I gotta start reading some books (laughs)
1: That's funny That's funny Well, um, Carlos, I know that um, What you've been doing And the impact you've been having um, Not just with Uh, Instagram and and using Instagram but some of the um, social justice issues are real near and dear to your heart and obviously with with what we do at the Dream Center uh, you know inner city Peoria um, we have after-school programs and are homeless and all the different things that go on at the Dream Center, with what you were saying, um, you know, we were cheering you on, so to speak, um, because oh, uh, there's a lot that goes on within culture, and then within other cultures of culture. Um, yeah. I, I remember when a lot of the um, a lot of the stuff was happening, the riots and everything else back uh, just a few years ago, and I. I actually did a, a Dream Center podcast with um, two of our student workers who, yeah. um, you know, 95% of the students that come come to our facility every day, over 100 kids, uh, African-American. Uh, and I yeah. started asking some of the hard questions to them. Yes. They were the two leaders. And one of the, the, and they're on staff, one of the leaders, I said to him, so when did, when did you first feel... Uh, racial stuff you know when did you uh. feel it not not just hear about it within the family but like feel it and he turned to me and he said i was in a a a supermarket a kroger's uh type of store and a guy came over to me and started just questioning why i was in the aisle and come to find out he was an undercover cop that was um wow bringing the whole side of stuff that he had never seen before Mm. just for being in a certain store and it just blew my mind and then i turned to our other worker who had property throughout the community and that night before he was boarding all of his properties up worried that things were going to happen you know as the riots and things were happening and so you had these two sides of it of guys that are in the trenches day and night with these students, but then when they get out of the Dream Center, they're still dealing with stuff. Yeah. And uh, so can Absolutely. you just just tell us a bit of, about that journey for you?
2: Yeah, you know, um, um, you can read about it in How to Human when it comes out.
1: But but I, I definitely, I go into it.
2: You know, I, I go into it and I, I, I go into like my my transition from like, I mean, to be honest with you, I, I was living in a, in a pretty privileged state as a black man in America. So my dad is, is Afro-Latino. He's black Panamanian um, from Colon, Panama. And my mom is Mexican. Um, and, you know, it, it's funny, like when all of that stuff started happening... I was I was living in the comforts of evangelical of conservative evangelicalism. When I say that, like that's who I was speaking to every week. Those are the churches that were inviting me. That was just like my, they loved me. Like I was, oh my gosh, like look at this like fun, happy, joyful, you know, uh, Mexican guy. They wouldn't call me black guy, and it, it's it's funny because. Um, um, my dad, like he's as black as any black guy in America, right? Like he is. But my friends, they when I started, because I started to talk about it a little bit more, uh, 2017, 2018. And I remember some of my friends going like, I don't get it. Like, why are you talking about being black? Your dad's not black. He's Panamanian. <laughs> and that's when I thought, oh my gosh, people literally are clueless. Like, like I have like some of my closest American friends, honestly, have the notion that black people got on boats and went straight from Africa to South Carolina and they didn't drop off anywhere else on planet earth, right? Like they, there's there's not black people that speak Italian that live in Italy. Like there's not, you know, right, and so right. at that moment I thought, okay, I've, I've got to start educating. Like, like I have to start educating my friends, right? These are my friends in different ways. And then as, right, as 2020 hit and we're in the middle of a pandemic and then racial injustice, and everyone's glued to their phones and nobody's outside and nobody's working and everyone's just focused i'm like okay now's when i'm really gonna step in so i stepped in and i started hopefully teaching in a grace-filled way um about some of the realities of um of of what being black in america looks like you know it was a risk because the first video i posted was when ahmaud arbery was killed Um, and I remember like almost delete, or actually I did delete it. So I, 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 I made a video called what my white friend or what my black, no, what my white friends can do for their, for the black community today. And I remember thinking, I've never made a video like this on Instagram. Like I've never, I've always talked about butterflies and birds in my family. (laughs) Like what are people going to do? You know? And, and so it was, it was a pretty straightforward, you know, I'd never said white people. I'd never said black people. Like it was just different. And. I was about to post it and then I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do it. And I hit delete. But when I hit delete, it, it popped up on my screen. Are you sure you want to delete? You know, mm. like, like it actually asked me again. And I just, I, I think about it to this, at this point in my life, if that wouldn't, if, if that little, are you sure wouldn't have popped up, I may have never said anything about any of this, mm. that, that, that literally I built a majority of my platform on the last two years cuz when it said are you sure i hit no and then i went ahead and posted it and overnight i lost about 30% of my instagram followers like that like wow. like they they just left and i thought oh, i i should have hit delete that was the biggest mistake of my life i the dms i got you know uh-huh. you i mean it was it was horrible and i just remember as an enneagram 9 being like i i can't, i can i've ruined my career like i have but I just I followed followed the prompting of Holy Spirit. I kept at it. I kept pressing, um, and then slowly but surely, I started to see those those that I left be replaced by people that wanted to um, to learn about this stuff. And then some of them begin to come back. And then next thing you know, you know, I, I, I had a following of thirty thousand um, that day um, when when I posted that. I think I was probably twenty two thousand by the next the next morning. Um, and then now we find ourselves. Almost two years to the day, you know, and I've got a quarter million um, people that follow me on Instagram, the Instagram, and, and these are people that started coming because I started having the hard conversations because I started saying, you know what, like we can have these conversations in healthy, grace-filled ways. And it's not always going to be the smoothest. I'm going to say things wrong, but uh, it's, it's a safe place and I've seen it work. So that's brilliant.
0: Yeah. And, and it's working on your podcast.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it is, well, we, we want to just thank you for stepping into that space because, um, and just even with what you, you mentioned earlier as well with the whole deconstruction stuff as well, that's going on. People are just scared to even talk about it. And I know with your podcast and, and with you as <laughs> yeah. a, as an individual with Instagram, you step into it. You're not saying, I you know, I agree with everything. right um but but let's have the conversation um and and i think that for us is huge because there's a lot of people who just want to rip people apart
2: absolutely man no absolutely and um they do they want to rip people apart um but even the people that want to rip people apart those are the people that i'm actually drawn to to be honest with you um i was i was actually in town um I don't know if I can, yeah, I'm going to share the story. I, I've never shared the story, um, but this happened a week and a half ago and there, there was, there's, there's this, um, okay. So the people that are listening to the podcast, they, you could probably maybe figure out which way I lean in my political ideals, right? Like, so I'm, I'm not saying like I'm left or I'm right, but I definitely lean a certain direction. I'm pretty much in the middle, but I, I lean a certain direction. There, there's a, there's a, um, uh, content company that moved from LA to Nashville, um, and brought about 300 employees. And they're very, um, uh, aggressive in their social media postings. They've got a lot of celebrity, um, you know, social media influencers that, uh, podcast hosts, all the things. And they all moved to Nashville in the last year, like from LA, right? They, everyone's moved from LA to Nashville, but they all moved here. And so I see them a lot. Like, I, I've seen one lady that I can't stand on social media. I see her at, like, my local Starbucks, like, every other week. And I'm like, oh, my God, Lord, give me give me peace. Like, give me the, you know, whatever. Because I'm like, <laughs> I can't. I, I, literally, she has become, she's the one that people send me when they want to send a rebuttal to something that I posted. Well, <laughs> there's another um, uh, kind of celebrity that is is part of that this network that my wife and I were at our anniversary dinner um a few weeks ago here in Nashville at a sushi restaurant and lo and behold like this this guy and I follow him I like I I follow him on Instagram uh excuse me on Twitter because I like to know what the other people are thinking and I follow him and I'm like I couldn't I'm like oh my gosh this dude just walked in here he's sitting right across from us and Heather's like, who is he? Heather does. My wife doesn't know who who these people are that I follow. And I was like, no, like literally like, like this guy is like the, the antithesis of me, anything I ever say, he vehemently disagrees with like, like he is like the, and not only that, but he's got like 2 million followers. He's like, you know, super popular. He's all these things. And I said, but you know, I kind of enjoy following him because, you know, I'm getting educated on maybe what some people think differently to me. So my wife, because she's the wise one goes, well, you should you should pay for his dinner. And I was like, no, babe, no, not that." <laughs> I'll, like, I'll pay for a lot oh, of people's oh. dinner. Oh, <laughs> like, like this yeah, this guy literally like inflicts pain on people every day. <laughs> like, like it is like it is his goal to wound humans. Like, oh, that's not my. my goal. She's like, she's like, oh, well, don't you always say don't stand on issues. Walk with people Like, she's like throwing oh, my stuff in my own face. Oh, right. Oh, and uh, I said, you know what? OK, so we tell the waitress. Hey, I want and it, it was him and his wife. Um, but don't, I was like, don't tell them we paid for their meal. Like, I don't want them to know, um, you know, um, so, uh, we're about to leave. And then I just feel like Holy Spirit's like, you need to go, you need to go up to him. You need to go say something. So I was like, Oh gosh, no, I don't want to do this. Holy Spirit. I want to do this. Mm -hmm. And so I I walk over to him and you can kind of tell that maybe he's been accosted in public before. (laughs) Um, and so like he sees this dude walking up and I was like, Hey man, like, just, hi like I just want I follow you on Instagram or, or on Twitter and the second I said that you can kind of see him like his defense mechanism lowered cuz he's thinking oh this guy is one of my followers one of my little mm-hmm. minions yeah. um and so his wife's kind of like and I was like I just want to say like I you know actually appreciate following you you know um to be honest I don't agree with anything you say um I actually like like <laughs> like vehemently disagree with everything and so as I'm saying that his wife starts dying laughing like dying laughing like oh my gosh she thinks it's hilarious that this dude would come up and say hi but I was like but I actually want to say like thank you for like educating me every day Um, and 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 you know and I know that you know we wouldn't agree on anything politically but I just want to say welcome to town you know um, I hope you're having a good time in Nashville well so we leave I didn't tell him I didn't tell him my name oh no I did I said my is Carlos I didn't tell him like what I do I didn't tell him I'm um, atlos with nothing I just said right. my name's Carlos Um, so I, I leave and then I start getting screenshots from, from friends that are texting me that all follow this dude. And it's a tweet that he put out. Now, now listen, this guy has not said anything kind. I don't think about any human being in the two years I followed him. Like he is just mean. And he goes, so my wife and I are sitting at dinner tonight and this left wing uh obama loving democrat comes walking up to me and tells me that he follows me but he doesn't agree with anything i say and he and my wife thinks it's hilarious but i thought it was kind of nice that he said hi to me and then to find out that this dude named carlos actually paid for our meal i can't believe he did that this was the kindest thing anyone has ever Mm. done so thank you carlos whoever you are Thank you, and so like all the replies on his Twitter feed were like, "Wait, is this like a soft spot in your heart that we're seeing? We never see, <laughs> we never see this." Well, come like his wife finds me because people start tagging me. This has to be Carlos. This has to be Atlas Suite. He's like <laughs> Atlas Was this you, Atlas Was it was oh, this you? Man. And sure enough, you know it was me. Uh, and then his wife DMs me and it's like we uh, almost said the same. We we can't stop talking about just. How loved we felt and Mm -hmm. just how grateful we were that you did that. I, and you didn't even say who you were. You didn't say that you have written three books. You didn't say that you have this huge following. You didn't say any of this. You just did. And so I just want to let you know, Matt, (laughs) we just, we just bought all three of your books. I just subscribed to your podcast. Wow. And and you've got a new fan. And so I tell that story because, because like that is what I'm talking about. Like, like, like that's why it is I do these things you know hard conversations are okay but we can still coexist and we can still and hopefully you know i'm gonna have a new friend out of it so yeah, anyway yeah. never
1: shared that before that's hopefully brilliant that was encouraging yeah, yeah. thank you for that's that's sharing it that's good well we have had a great time with you today just getting to know you carlos and um we would love it if you would um end this with a little bit of of prayer i know we do this at Absolutely. every every uh, episode uh you want to speak into something that uh you've talked about or maybe something that's on your heart you feel led to to pray about uh and then Absolutely. after this we'll we'll let people know how they can connect with you as well but if you would lead in prayer that would be great okay i'd love it lord this is what
2: i ask for i ask that you just consecrate this conversation um consecrate the the thoughts that come from this conversation that anyone that's listening to the podcast is having right now. And we just, uh, we just ask that, um, you in, in the, the only way you could do this Holy spirit, um, you enlighten us to new ways that we can literally be your hands and feet today. If there is, if there's anyone that, that, um, was listening to this today that may be feeling some uh, a prompting in their spirit to go after um, some of the things in their lives that may be standing in the way of them and fulfilling your will in their life. I pray that they they search after those spiders, that they begin to dig deep into what it what it means to actually hear your voice so that you can equip them mm. with the weapons of warfare that they need. Uh, and, and I pray for victory. I just pray for victory over each and every person listening to this podcast today and we pray all these things by the blood of the cross and the power of the resurrection amen
1: amen amen well carlos thank you so much for uh for with us and obviously going to be in Puria uh, this next yes. week when this is aired so uh, uh, if people want to uh, find out more org is where all the information will be but we want people to connect with you Carlos. Join the so,
0: familia. yeah so tell us how, how
1: can people follow you yeah you just go to L O S W
2: H I T on instagram twitter is a little bit more i tell people that like i have a little bit of a dr jekyll and mr hyde like on instagram i'm like hugging puppies and all the things twitter maybe i'm a little bit more opinionated on things uh so you, you can whichever flavor you want you can you can go follow that and um and yeah you know just uh um you know i, I i'd love for you to join the insta familia and to be a part of uh of, of Spread and hope now would you give a shout out for your wife's instagram Yes, of course. Trust me. Like my, I keep telling my wife that I'm going to turn her gardening, farming, Instagram account into like the money making Instagram account in our family. Like I'm going to develop courses. There are women and men that want to make gardens and they're getting free information from her every day. We've got to charge for this stuff. So her Instagram is free for now. Um, and so if you want to follow her, it's Whit farm with two T's W H I T T. Farm, and I think it's what farm with two T's. If not, it's one T. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, she, she's out there, you know, talking about Jesus and celery every day,
1: yeah. So, and yeah. and just so you know, <clears throat> when we say farm, they are not living in a farm in the middle of the country, they are no uh, right outside in, of Nashville, in, my, yeah, in the yeah, city in the type place. of. So, yeah, so what she is doing, you could do anywhere. Yeah. So, that's right. She and she really, she's really incredible at yeah. um at, at
2: teaching gardening and also teaching prayer and yeah. and that that's and teaching teach inner, inner hilly prayer so she kind of puts both of those together and it is mind-blowing that's so it's pretty brilliant
1: cool. love it well <laughs> the last thing we always do on the podcast is the big three big okay three. big three questions uh, do you want me to start yeah, yeah yeah okay kick us off on on your instagram you um you really love to take us on your travels, right? Especially yeah. your family travels, uh, uh, incredible uh, places you go to. Tell us what is the number one place you loved? You oh, have loved true. to travel with the family. Wow. With the family. Yeah, with the family. So this, is a, this is a with the family. Because I love it when you take the family. Like, Yeah. That yeah. It's not like you're pulling them around like, well, sometimes maybe at three in the yeah. morning for airport call, but, um, yeah, but they are wanting to be with you guys. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, yeah. tell yeah. us, tell us where do you, where, yeah. what's the best place?
2: Um, ooh, it's, it's probably gonna have to be, and we've been a lot. We've been to, you know, we've been to China. We've been to Beijing. We've been to Italy. We've been to Kenya. We've been to Uganda. We've been England. Well, but I would have to say Kenya was the most, life-changing trip for us ever. We went to um, a a compassion project. We got all the kids sponsored at that project that we went to. And then we went on the most life-changing otherworldly safari we've (laughs) ever been. And all of this, this is actually a highlight. You can go to my highlights in my Instagram and see my safari highlight. And I'm telling you, your jaw will be hanging open the whole time. That was the most incredible trip for us.
0: Man, I've been to Kenya and on a safari and mine was nowhere close. As cool as yours yeah. was. <laughs> yeah.
2: It's all downhill from here. We're actually going to uh, Uganda tomorrow uh, when when this is recording. And and we've got a safari book, but I'm already told the kids like, hey, listen, just let's lower down the the, uh, the excitement level because it's just not it's not gonna touch what happened.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. Um, all right. Uh, my
0: question: you influence a lot of people, you inspire a lot of people. Who inspires you?
2: Oh. That is a great question. Um, Oh, this is going to sound so canned, but literally as I I was scanning the scope of my brain and my heart right now with all of these faces and my wife's face just came to the front. Like my wife is literally my inspiration Mm. in, in everything. She's my best friend. Um, she is, she really is kind of like my, my, my prayer mentor, like, and prayer for me, the last two or three years has become all I want to do. And she's the one that's teaching me. Wow. Um, she, um, uh, so she leads me in that, you know, love it. and, uh, and I, I'm, I'm so just appreciative of her. So yeah, you know, I'm going to say my wife, she does a thousand other things, but the way she, uh, shows me the face of Jesus, mm. uh, she she's, Jesus with skin on, um, is, uh, is amazing. So. Wow. I love it.
1: All right, the last question. Brilliant. Um, Last question is, obviously, uh, I lived in Nashville, and we've had many people on the podcast from Nashville. The food scene is pretty good down there. If we were coming to Nashville, where is Carlos Whittaker taking us to eat? Yep. I'm taking you to a, and again,
2: this isn't going to be, probably the most like Nashville food <laughs> but it is the best bite in mm-hmm. Nashville. Like I have the best bite if I could have one bite okay. in Nashville. It is at Kane Prime which is a steakhouse, but I don't go there for their steaks. <clears throat> I go there for their appetizers and they've got um this popcorn lobster. It's literally like like in a soup spoon, lobster with with uh caramelized popcorn on the top of it. That bite is amazing. They've got this sticky rice tuna. That's amazing. It is. It, I'm salivating wow. right now. You can hear it bubbling. <laughs> Kane Man. Prime. It's not it's not Kanye Prime. It's Kane Prime. Okay. 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 It looks the same. Yeah. Um, Kane
1: Prime in downtown Nashville is where you want to go. Uh, that's good. Man, right well, on. Carlos, thank you so much for being on Revival Town podcast today. And uh, thank you for also coming to Peoria in the next week uh, as this is being aired. And uh, we, just, we just thank you for everything you are doing. Not just with your speaking, not just with your books, but also what you are doing daily with the Instagram. And we're just Pray and blessing on that as as uh, we can, uh, because you are impacting so many people. So thank you so much, Carlos, for being on Revival Town Podcast.
2: Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Chuck. It's yeah, been thank awesome. You. Yeah,
1: thank you. Loved it. What do you think, Mike?
0: Man, good stuff. Good stuff. Great storyteller. Passionate about people. Loves Jesus. It's great. Great writer. I mean, gifted writer. Commu- gifted communicator. So, I mean.
1: Um, Dream Center is
0: getting a good one
1: yeah um, and you know he just gave us a bit of a glimpse into what's going to be happening at Love Peoria this next week uh, October 20th it's at Grace Presbyterian Church in Peoria dreamcenterpeoria.org is the place that you can get tickets I know we have um, really a global audience that listen to this um, but For those who are local if you can come out and support the dream center this would be great uh it's gonna be fun tate and his mate we may make you know what we may i'm i'm just i'm just making this up as we go perhaps we do a guest appearance somewhere at love peoria okay you know what let's do it you wanna do it i'm 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 in you know and speaking of that
0: this is kind of funny i was getting gas a couple days ago (laughs) getting gas getting gas okay that's not what's funny okay no, I was getting gas, and um, I had a woman just kind of walk up to me sheepishly and kind of waved at me and and said, "Excuse me." And I said, "Yeah." She goes, "Are you on a podcast with Andy King?" <laughs> <laughs> and I said, "Yes, I am." And she's like, "Oh, I love you guys!" And it was it was, it was cool to to meet Trixie. So,
1: hi, Trixie. Okay, yeah, there. yeah, Trixie. Good. Well. You can meet us both at love peoria with carlos this week Uh, so come on out uh, october 20th grace presbyterian church and uh but you know what's next don't you as always every week tate and his mate here it goes now you may be wondering what is tate and his mate well every week obviously you can tell with my accent i am not from around these parts originally uh i'm from texas no, I'm just kidding. Right. I'm <laughs> yeah, joking. Um, I'm originally from England, and I don't know if you knew this, but there is a lot of words, phrases, uh, slang words that are completely British that are not used over here in the U- in the USA.
0: Over here in the USA. Which is- <laughs> yeah, yeah, so you're going to throw them at me, and i got to try to guess the meaning.
1: Yeah, and right. so uh, so, are you ready for this one? I'm ready. Okay. What would it mean if I was saying um, I've got to go on the dual carriageway? You have to go on the dual carriageway? Yeah, dual.
0: As oh, d- dual. I it's a dual, like a, d- a jewel. Oh, man. <laughs> My hearing. Okay, dual. Duel. I'm like, what's Duel, that? Dual carriageway. Dual carriageway. I have to go on the dual carriageway. This is a good one. I, 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 I'm going to guess that may, maybe it's the interstate. What was What is equivalent to the interstate in here in the U.S.?
1: That would, yeah, although, it, I'm going to throw another word, that would actually be known as the motorway. The motorway. Right? Okay. Motorway. But dual carriageway is the same. A okay. dual carriageway would be what the road is right outside here. Okay. So it's basically... Like a highway
0: um, that goes both directions.
1: Correct, and there's like a, a big median in the middle, so it's a dual carriageway. Dual carriageway, okay, yeah, yeah. So, do you guys
0: do, do? Are there cars in the UK, or do they just do on horses? <laughs> yes. yeah. Carriage and buggy—that's what I'm thinking. Carriage, carriageway. No, I'm joking.
1: But I bet yeah, you it's yeah, from that. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, someone could yeah. write in and tell us where where it came from. But uh, but yeah, no, I dual carriageway yeah. that's it's two
0: ways, two ways. of a and, road in and, and they're on the opposite side of what we would drive in us And yes. notice i didn't say they drive the wrong way they just drive different the right? opposite way yeah, yeah, op- yeah. opposite yeah so I it's just
1: like uh, you know you've got the accent i don't
0: oh snap do you see what i mean <laughs> yeah i get that i get that oh <laughs> uh, well Good we stuff.
1: Wa- we want to thank carlos again for coming on today we had a great time with him and again I know we've mentioned it already but this Thursday Love Peoria is uh, right here at Grace Presbyterian Church in Peoria starts at 6 with a bit of social hors d'oeuvre type stuff and there's some good food oh right? man it's good Lowe's food is going to be year. in the house it's going to be so if you're in
0: driving oh. distance get online get a ticket and Come introduce yourself to us.
1: Yeah, we've got a lot of people that have already bought tickets from the Chicagoland area because they want to come and see Carlos. So, yeah, if you know of people that like Carlos Whitaker uh, and they don't know that he's going to be in the area, make sure you're letting them know about it. And uh, we will see you this this Thursday. And like I said, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get Chuck on stage somehow. He's gonna be involved. I just made that all up, but it's it's gonna it's oh, gonna happen, right? me out. You're- hey, don't worry. No, no, okay. you can. all right all right right. okay i I just hope that the the food is lush oh look at that you are good (laughs) taking the words all right well i tell you what um we will see you uh next week if you're watching on youtube you'll hear from us next week if you're listening uh on wherever you listen to podcasts and again thank you so much for being a part of revival town podcast today see you next week Bye bye Thank you for listening to this episode of Revival Town Podcast. Make sure you're following us on social media and remember to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. For more information, head on over to RevivalTownPodcast.com.